Stop giving me secret <laughs> messages. Okay. Should we turn that light on? No, I like it. This is more okay. sensual autumn mood. Autumnal. Sensual autumnal. Wait, hold on. Let me get the candles going. Alright. Fucking hold music. <laughs> we got the mood lighting on. We got the tart cherry. What is this? A Hefeweizen? Yes. Beer. And a Pacific Green Northwest Pale Ale. Feels like autumn as it was 95 today. <laughs> In bright sun. <laughs> hey, it was it was cold this morning. Cold is relative. Yes. 65 is not cold. It's cold here. It's like snowing in the northeast right now. Do you like that I look at the microphone like it's a camera? Yes, I do. I'm so trained to like <laughs> look at the camera when I'm talking. I'm like, eh, is anyone watching? It's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this is textbook atypical. And this is episode two. Um, if you didn't listen to the first episode... Go back and listen to it. Though, really, there's no information on there that's going to relate to this at all. No, we're, we're deliberately keeping them. They new. are separate entities. So we're going to talk about a cute, cute, cute little city. A little town, you might say. Town. Hamlet, as some would even go so far as to bequeath upon it. We're going to talk about Bisbee, Arizona. And that sounds boring as balls, but... It's not. It's not. There are ghosts. There are massacres. There are... <laughs> Evan's face. He hasn't learned about the massacre. <laughs> I didn't yet. know there was a massacre. I was going to mention their cricket team, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, some of us have a little more grim things on our mind. So shall I, shall I uh, get the, the basics down? Yeah, but first we have to sing Evan happy birthday. Oh, no we don't. Because his birthday's tomorrow. Thank you. We're but, not going to sing it. Okay. We're okay. not, not going to sing it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Bisbee is the uh, classic, classic wild, wild west mining town. Um, it was founded essentially in 1880, but that's kind of a misnomer because the entire town is basically about the mine. The Copper Queen yeah. Mine. So the Copper Queen Mine is a colossal uh, mine, and the primary ore that they were getting out of it was copper. I wish that were my name. Copper? Copper Queen. I don't know. <laughs> sounds sounds like, exotic. Sounds like a stripper name, Sarah. Mm, I don't know if that's a good thing. It's fine. It's um, so the key with this mine is um, 23% of the mine's ore body was copper. So that means 23% of the crap they were pulling out of that hellhole of a mountain was copper. That, Is that abnormal or something? Yeah. So yeah. like in the early 1900s when they were getting that number, that was basically the highest producing copper mine in the world. In the world? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, the, the Copper Queen is arguably, and it's kind of hard to get like statistics for sure on this, um, the largest... Uh, Copper mine in the world at that time. Okay. Think about that. So, uh, it's it was, a big mine. It's huge. We've been there. We went yeah, there we last took a tour. Thanksgiving. They made us wear hard hats. They did. Yes. We took a little baby train, and they made me sit on the. They made me sit on this ancient antique miner's toilet. 
miner's twin. Yeah, it's like a mining cart that you can they shit out of. They me out of the crowd to be the the literal copper queen. So she I'm, had a throne. Oh, God. Mining cart shit sit throne. sit on that dirty, like, <laughs> crusty, crustacean barnacle. While that, old, while that old man was gleefully giving you a hand up. Yeah, I'm sure it's why he picks the pretty white girl to bring up on top of the miner's toilet. That's not a coincidence. He wasn't grabbing my hand. (laughs) Um, It's disgusting. So George Warren was the man who found the mine in 1877. Um, It's kind of a long story short, but basically... George George Warren. Oh, I thought you said Orwell. (laughs) Not that it would no. have been the same. But. No, we're not predicting little seashells in people's ears in the future. Um, so he found the mine in 1877, but it's kind of complicated because it was actually found by these two uh, army lieutenants who couldn't leave chase, literally chasing Indians, I'm not even making this up, to go file the correct paperwork to get the mine. So they found this dude, Warren, in, in uh, nearby Huachuca, uh, where my father was in the army for we should three we years. should mention that this is in very the very south part of Arizona. Yes, a good point. Let's talk um, geography real quick. Bisbee is at five thousand feet in elevation. It, it is? is in yes, it's at five thousand feet. It is the mm-hmm. head of Cochise County. Uh, it's in the mountains outside of Kofifi uh, County. No, not Kofifi. <laughs> County. It's in the mountains. It's at five thousand feet. It is a mere seventeen miles from the Mexican border. Um, the nearest towns to it would be Sierra Vista and Fort Huachuca, where there's still a large army base, again, where my father was for many years. There's also Tombstone, the famous Tombstone, where the OK Corral happened and Wyatt Earp and all that fun stuff. Um, and that was the big town until yeah. Bisbee passed it in 1926 and became the county seat. Uh, and that's in the uh, kind of in the valley between the Huachuca Mountains and the Dragoons, which are north of Bisbee and kind of which which yeah. Bisbee is in the southern part and of. Bisbee, just speaking about it in its present day, because we went there last year for Thanksgiving, like just a little weekend getaway or what have you, and it is the cutest, weirdest little... Yeah. USA USA Today said it was one of the quirky, quote, the quirkiest towns in America. It's weird because it looks like Spain meets Mexico meets... France meets Western Town meets San Francisco meets Portland. It's a strange place. It's really, um, really, really weird. A lot of it adorable. has to do with the fact that, you know, it was built around the mine. The mining town cropped up. It totally boomed, as these mining mm-hmm. towns do, when uh, Phillips Dodge Corporation bought it in 1880, which was okay. what I was getting to next. Yeah. And when that happened, the town boomed. Um, yeah. However, they were pretty shitty to their workers. They did awful things to yeah. the miners. Um, of course, they lived in poverty. The town now looks, like we say, really cute, but of mm-hmm. course then it was a lot more rough of a town. Um, the main street being Brewery Gulch, um, and that Great obviously name. named for the breweries there, and the other not reputable establishments that might have been along that area. My um, stripper name can be Copper Queen, and yours can be Brewery Gulch. <laughs> oh my <laughs> please, God. Please. Thank you, Sarah. You're so <laughs> kind to me. So. Brewery. And now presenting Brewery Gold. So, I, so this town boomed with the Phelps, uh, the Phelps Dodge Corporation, uh, and they were awful. 
they like strip searched the workers to make sure they weren't stealing anything uh unpaid for months they were usually charging you know the classic horrible corporations of the robber baron period where they were just charging them for their tools and things like that all periods Uh, periods. Uh, real (laughs) quick before i forget the guy who found the mine are you ready for this he lost his one night stake in the mine Okay. You want to know how he lost it? A whorehouse. No, 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 no. No. He got <laughs> drunk, bet a man that he could outrun the dude while the oh, dude rode okay. his horse. That's... While the dude rode his horse. And so he's like, he got drunk and said, I'm going to race you. Uh, if I win, he got something. And that is not clear. But if he lost, he would give the guy his, his... one night stake. In the mine, which is a huge stake yeah, in the mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously the dude on the horse just had a horse trot, <laughs> and he lost his entire stake in the Copper Queen mine. Oh, God. And then that later went to these two San Francisco guys, and then they uh, sold it to the Phelps Dodge Corporation. That brings us to the present day. The, they, the corporation ran for many years. The mining shop operation shut down in 1975. Okay. Um, Why? The, the ore body had reduced to 4% yield of copper. Oh, um, they took it all. They, yeah. Well, it's a giant open... It became an open pit mine in the 60s, which, sparing a long discussion on mining techniques, yeah. basically means you dig a big hole in the ground and start whaling at the side of the mountain. Uh, the original uh, mine was just a pit mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's sad. Yeah, terribly for the environment. Well, and also just... Not only in the environment, but it sucks when you have a town built around something like that. And then just when that's over, it's over too. It's just like some of the um, like timber industry in the Pacific Northwest. Like, same sort of thing. You had all these little towns that just got wiped away yeah. and put under the rug. So the town essentially Recently, in, like in, 19, the 70s. in 1962, started, that was pretty much when it started going down. Yeah. Um, the Freeport McMahon Company has purchased... The Copper Queen Mine in 2003. Okay. And this is a big deal. Uh, and now they in, give tours? <laughs> well, the tours were, they, tour permission was yeah. granted by the Phelps Dodge Corporation in the 70s. Okay. So. The tour is very cool. Yeah, and so they started letting people tour it then. Yeah. But the Freeport Company is now, as of 2013, um, exploring potential new mining operations in and around Bismi. For what? Well, so the other thing that should be mentioned is there's a huge amount of naturally occurring beautiful minerals like azurite that come out of the area, which is a beautiful blue uh, mineral with, with green in it, uh, very bright blue. Also, Bisbee turquoise yeah. is one of the most uh, revered and, re- and, and beloved types of turquoise. And in the entire world, miners used to carry it out in their lunchboxes. Uh, they yes. mentioned this in the tour, actually. They were saying how they... Couldn't get, they really couldn't steal gold or silver or copper because gold and silver usually tend to occur in somewhat veins near copper. Right. Not nearly as much as a gold mine or a silver mine, which is okay. focused on that. But the byproduct... Yeah. I don't know that much about it. Has, the byproduct often has a lot of silver okay. and gold and obviously copper, but the miners couldn't steal that, but they could usually take the turquoise. Right. They could sneak turquoise out if they let them get out of anything. So the turquoise kind of... Got and around it's still the world, present, yeah. And so in the seventies, they also let this guy like go to town mining turquoise out of there. Yeah. And so Bisbee turquoise is really pro- um, esteemed for like a light. Obviously, yeah. the turquoise color. There's a, a bunch of different specimens. Some of the most prominent ones are just very. It's a light color, but it's a really rich color. That's lovely. Um, there's a, a piece of azurite from uh, Bisbee that's in the 
Smithsonian as well. There's a couple of mineral specimens that the Smith, from Bisbee that the That's Smithsonian cool. owns. Yeah. So there, there's talk of mining. There's well, talk of mining more. Of and the Freeport Company has gone and invested heavily back into Bisbee, into the schools and system recently in the last couple of years to try to reinvigorate the town. And as we, we were there, and it's, it's got a really cute, quirky vibe oh, going. The residents are really, uh, you know, into the town's success mm-hmm. economically and socially and culturally. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's a, it's, it's doing okay. It's it, unlike a lot of towns which have dried up and turned into ghost towns that are usually mining, logging, fishing mm-hmm. specific communities. Bisbee has sort of reinvigorated itself around different ideals that other communities have a difficulty doing. Mm-hmm. So my other, my fun facts are, you brought fun I facts? brought fun facts cause I remember Aww. hearing, well, I remember one of these, all um, my facts are Oh, God. <laughs> With knives. Um, I remember one of these because I, I ran past the stadium. And Bisbee had a professional baseball team. Okay. The Copper yeah. Kings. The Copper Kings. Yeah. And so they were in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. There was an Arizona-Texas league. This is kind of like the golden era of the smaller-time, quote-unquote, professional leagues. Yeah. And they would play in Mexico, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, all that sort of areas. They won the league title in 1958. They were also a minor league team, essentially. Huh. It was essentially minor league. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was no AAA, AA, or anything like that. Yeah. Then it was just the minor leagues. Um, so they had a team back then. <laughs> they formed the team again in 2013. The Copper tri- Kings again? Yeah, they oh. tried to have this, like, secondary league, and you, the website is, like, dead now. It, like, stopped in 2011. Oh, but sad. they, yeah, and they sort okay. of got, like, funded for, like, three weeks, and they tried to have this league between Arizona and Mexico, and, of course, these things, you know, it's like, in the modern era, this is this is really hard to do. Oh, it's hard to play baseball with a wall, like, in the <laughs> I don't know if that was what sunk them, but... The other fun thing was, get this, what sport did the Miners have a team for? Oh, can I guess? Yeah. Croquet. No. It starts oh. with a C, though, and I mentioned it earlier. You cricket! Mentioned- oh, yeah, they yeah. had a cricket team in Bisbee! Is that not the greatest thing you've ever heard? They had a cricket team, and they went to Santa Monica and played the Santa Monica, like, cricket club. And that was, like, their big call. Like, it's notable enough that it gets mentioned and remembered and... They lost both games, but they oh, had a cricket team in cute. 1908. That's cute. I like it. I mean, if any place is going to be that, the place to have a cricket team in Arizona, it would be busy. And the newspapers I mean. in, in Southern California noted that there was an excellent miner who was an excellent bowler. So there you go. <laughs> I see your eyes turning <laughs> a little hearts. I feel like you have a crush on this person. You I do. <laughs> I just love the fact that when such an English genteel game managed to oh sneak across the world and into its, the delicious clutches of the copper mine in Bisbee, Arizona in 1908 as these men were in terrible conditions. They probably went out on the field and one like two hours they got off on Sunday and had some tea and put on white clothes. Can you imagine white clothes in a copper mine? Like, that had to be, like, the most prized possession. I, I'm sure that they didn't have tea and white clothes if they were but barely you fed. have, well, you have to have all white. You couldn't play cricket in anything other Why than not? all white. That's a thing. Who was paying for all this? The measly salary they devoted to the beautiful game I, of cricket. Mm. It, it is no a beautiful families. game. It is a, you don't need a family if you have a great cl- cricket club. You want to go out and be in the cricket club? <laughs> you want to test that? So okay. that that's my fun fact. I like it. The Copper Kings and the Bisbee Cricket Club. 
All right, so let's get into the grim shit. Oh, there's pages of grim. Oh, no. Okay. So the Copper Queen mine, right across the way from it, right to the left of Brewery Gulch, <laughs> there's a beautiful, creepy-ass hotel called the Copper Queen Hotel. And this Copper Queen Hotel was built to house... Um, People coming in associated with the mine, be it, I don't know, what type of finance, I don't know, situations there, and be it investors or, you know, people coming from out of town, families coming, blah, blah, blah. This was a very chic, uh, kind of in vogue hotel to have in 1902. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. We stayed a night there um, because one of us was afraid of the. Wind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not I didn't afraid. Say it was you. Uncomfortable. There's three of us in here me, you, and the cat, and it was one of us. Uncomfortable and unable to sleep. And as a high performing athlete, that's very important. Anyways. Just well, go on. Yeah, let's go. One of us were, was afraid. We booked a room in the shut coffee. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Come over there. <laughs> okay. No one was afraid. We just really wanted to stay in the copper room. Thank you! <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, it was built in 1902. It's beautiful. There's four floors, 45 rooms, and there's an old western saloon uh, down in the bottom part of the hotel on the main floor. Um, I just thought about the little star button in the elevators to get to the main floor. It's so cute that you hit that little star. Sarah, I think every... Elevator in the world has oh, a star button for the main floor. Well, I don't know. We never went in the elevator. I don't even know if the Bisbee Hotel has elevators. I don't think it has an elevator. But no, I just like that in general. What the fuck does that have to do with the Copper Queen? <laughs> I hotel? just really like that the star means the main level. Just thought of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even an elevator in the hotel. So. The Copper Queen is <laughs> famous for one, well, 18 reasons. Oh, no. And I'm not going to go through them, except the 18 reasons are 18 Dead days. hookers. Um, one is of it, them, yeah. Is a dead hooker? Yeah. They're not all 18 dead hookers? No, not all of them. Damn. Listen to my story, please. Oh, you get all the hookers you want, trust me. <laughs> I mean, not in real life, but in this story. Okay. <laughs> that we clarified. <laughs> No, there's 18 ghosts that live in the Copper Queen. There are a lot of different experiences people have when they are in the hotel as far as like, because ghosts, Evan Party doesn't know much about them because he's Evan too Party afraid. Evan Party doesn't believe in no, ghosts? No, he's too afraid of them. I don't believe in ghosts. At they four don't. In, okay, at four in the morning maybe when I'm sleepy and tired and scared, I... You believe in ghosts. Believe in the potential. Okay. Well... He certainly believed in the potential. <laughs> we stayed a night there. I won't go into the details. But I slept fine that night, for the record. You're making my voice squeak. People in the Copper Queen have experienced mysterious voices, odd sounds, odd mm. smells, levitating objects. One guest said that her camera would all of a sudden say no SD card, but only when she was trying to take pictures in her hotel room. And then she would, like, anywhere else she went, like, it worked. Uh, remote controls often don't work in the hotel rooms, and cell phones suddenly lose drastic amounts of battery in the hotel. Ghost is fucking with your shit, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. um, 
People have also noticed locked doors, like them locking doors and coming back in there. <laughs> oh, my God. I locked my door and it's locked now. How did that happen? <laughs> Must be a ghost. No. Goofy. You sound exactly like the Goofy movie. Must be. I can't do it. Must be a it ghost. We said that when we, we were grabbing breakfast in the hotel, some <laughs> st- stupid woman was just like, I heard footsteps in the hallway. And I was like, I'm like, it's wow. a fucking hotel, you moron. Like, of course there's going to be footsteps in the damn hallway. <laughs> I mean, it'd be different if I heard footsteps out the fucking window, but... Well, then they'd be on the street, and that would make sense. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, so, locked doors, like, them locking it, but then all of a sudden they've, they're have they open. Like, when they come back, like someone has been in the room. Um, doors being... Shaking doors in the middle of the night. Like shaking doors. trying to get in. Okay. Like shake and bake. Um, and then... <laughs> This one's my favorite, and it's oh, the creepiest. No. Is it's someone will call the hotel room, and there won't be anyone there when they answer the phone. Like there's mysterious calls all around the hotel. See, that one's that one's not creepy. Okay. Have you never heard of high schoolers? If I knew there was a haunted hotel, high schoolers, <laughs> no, but look, if I knew there was a haunted hotel, and that you know, you could fuck with the guests, yeah. just start calling hotel rooms. <laughs> Hi, can I be put through into room four? Yeah, 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 and I, they, they called about a pizza a minute ago, and I hung up the phone. <laughs> and then you, you mess with them. Okay. So. I'm not wrong. The hotel's been kept up from its, pretty much its original state in 1902. Like, it's been running, and they, like, you know, do repairs and stuff. But it looks very uh, old in there, you would agree. Oh, yeah. All the fixtures and yeah, stuff it's... are very Victorian. Oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there, there are, like I said, 18 ghosts. But there are three main ghosts. And when you go into the hotel, these are the three ghosts that they... They tell you about them. They have like a book about it. And you can write down if you have any ghost experiences. You can write them down in the shared book, which actually was just published. Um, not just published, but I think a couple years ago or something. And you can buy the ghost stories from the Copper Queen, which I was going to do. Then it was like $16. And I was like... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to read moronic drunk tourists thinking they heard. No, I was going to say, I don't, want to be, I don't want to have to pay to be terrified. So, The first ghost. This is where you get your cooker <laughs> oh, no. stuff. Julia Lowell. Or Lowell. Lowell. Okay. That's, I said it right the first time. Don't judge face me. <laughs> Lowell, please. Julia Lowell. She worked on the third floor as a sex worker. So she would just service the men, and maybe women, I don't know, on the third floor in the 20s and 30s. And it was, like, kind of frowned upon, but they were like, meh, it's fine. <laughs> she can be up there doing that. She was alive then. <laughs> Why the fuck did you feel the need to, to clarify She wasn't a that? ghost then. She was. <laughs> <laughs> she was alive. Miss Julia. Well, <laughs> she... <laughs> the third floor... She fell in love with a frequent client, um, but it was unrequited, and he, uh, yeah. He this is a great opera flaw already. Wanted the, the body without the commitment, and so she made the ultimate commitment of suicide in one of the hotel rooms on the third floor. So the hooker killed herself because one of her clients didn't love her back? Yeah, she was like deeply in love with him. Yeah. Honey, you can do better. They're just minors. I don't know if he was a minor. He may have been like the president. Well, or he something. wasn't a major. <laughs> okay. So she often um, appears on the third floor. People pretty much only see her there. Um, 
And room 315 is the room that she shows up in the most. I don't know if maybe that was the client's room or where she killed herself. I'm not sure. But um, that's where she shows up. She also only appears to men. Only men can Oh, see my God. I remember reading about that. And she sometimes does ghostly strip teases at the end. All right. This is the biggest hunk of horse shit. So, next time. Of course. Of course. We're we're going to stay in room 315, and you just watch out for that. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What's the next non-hooker ghost? The next is a little boy. He's eight or nine years old. He was the son of a woman who worked in the hotel in, like, the... It didn't say, but I'm assuming the early 1900s as well. Uh, he was playing outside. Yeah, not a lot of these, like, mid-60s ghosts hang <laughs> They just don't stir shit up. They're, like, too busy being whiny baby boomers. Yeah, they don't come <laughs> They don't come back from Woodstock. <laughs> what was me? Everything sucks, and I had to work hard. He drowned in the San Pedro River right outside the hotel, which is pretty much like a creek, so... Fucking idiot. He could have tried more. Well, we found out he isn't Michael Phelps, so... No. No, he's not. And he usually appears on the third floor as well. He That's hides... the furthest away from the river. That doesn't make a lot of sense. The fourth floor is the furthest away. Okay, we'll checkmate but... there. And maybe his mother worked on the third floor, or maybe he frequently stayed up there. I don't know, but he will hide people's items, kind of like the borrowers. Like, he'll take things from him. Um, children in the dining room see him under the tables, under like, under the sheets and stuff. They'll, like, see him down there. Little kids. It's freaky as fuck. How are you not afraid? Because it doesn't exist, Sarah. You want to go sit at that table at four in the morning at the Copper Queen, and we'll peek under there to see if, if there's... If there was muffins, yeah. Four in the morning is... Not a scary time of day for me. If there was muffins, yeah. Oh, yeah, muffins and coffee at four in the morning. Sarah, we get ready for races at four in the morning. That doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean I'm not afraid of a ghost when it's dark out. See, for me. That's 60 minutes past the devil's hour. For me, anything after four, like four o'clock in the morning after that, I'm not afraid of anything. (laughs) Nobody does shit after four in the morning. Okay, fine. 3.16 3.16 in the morning. That's a rough time. That's a <laughs> You're rough not time. sitting at the dining table. I'm not going to sit at the dining table at 3.16. Okay, well, children see him. So. Okay. Okay. Anyway. There he is. And dicks. then, the, okay. The last <laughs> one is that if you run the bath or run the shower faucet or something, sometimes you can hear a child crying when you run Because it sounds like water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sometimes Shocker. adults, sometimes Shocker. adults see, when adults do see him, they see him like wrapped in a towel like he was all wet. He's trying to drive himself off. Don't make me have sympathy for the fucking ghost, Sarah. <laughs> you know, he's not he's not a ghost. He's a real person who drowned. Like you can have empathy for that, right? He's a little kid. Yeah, I can have empathy for that, yeah, of course. I'm not a monster. Yeah. But if I saw a fucking you drenched build a wall around <laughs> drowning people. <laughs> <laughs> and to keep them drowning? That's horrific. I don't know. It's close enough to Mexico. The la- oh my god. The last one is um, an older man. He was tall. He, he had a beard. There's not a lot of information on him. Just a guy that frequented the hotel, I okay. suppose. Um, he's often seen in the lobby on the stairway. He's often very pleasant. People, he's not creepy. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to seduce you like Julia. <laughs> he's not trying to... <laughs> I already forgot about the hooker strip to you, ghost. <laughs> I have How could I? <laughs> he's not like trying not to drown or play <laughs> like the little boy. 
He's just like walking around smelling like cigar smoke. He's just like a cool dude who you mm-hmm. might see on the staircase, might ask to bum a light, and he disappears. It's fun times in the Copper Queen. There's one, though, so those are the three main ones. The rest of them are all, like, I don't know who the rest of the people are. I mean, I could look them up, but there wasn't a lot of information on them. I did pick one notable one that was Howard, and Howard worked in the front desk in 1910. Nice guy, but anyways, I guess people claim they see Howard down there near the front desk a lot. And also, they randomly get calls in the middle of the night that are, like, um, asking for Howard. And then... um, like it'll just disappear and it's like a weird call not traced or whatever so for howard yeah they're asking for anything specific about howard no they just need to speak to howard howard's the ghost i got that so when you said he was a ghost (laughs) how did he die Uh, are you allowed to have ghosts if they didn't die in some horrific fashion are you allowed to have ghosts um that's a good question i don't know (laughs) You're the know. ghost expert. I'm not a ghost. I never claim to be the ghost expert. I just I'm like christening ghosts. you the ghost expert <laughs> in this podcast. You're um, the one who listens to a hell of a lot more ghost info than I do. I I'm over here like, what kind of minerals come out of the grounds in the mine? Orcs. I would say <laughs> usually ghosts have unresolved life, like earthly bodies. They had mm. an unresolved situation, so typically it's... Not it doesn't have to be like a terrible accident, but they have to have had something unresolved that they're like lingering for. I think is typically what's thought of. So every artist ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's why everyone loves Paris. I mean, it's haunted. Three in the morning. So we're getting on to murders now. Yeah. So those are the ghosts. Um, Sorry, that was really long. Hopefully, this doesn't become a six-hour thing. Next, I think you'll like this one more. It's the Bisbee Massacre. All right, here we go. December 8, 1883. So it lines up with when the town was at its height, right? It was like booming, banging. Mm-hmm. Julia was on the third floor. Kids were in the San Pedro. It, no, no, Tall no, beard no, man. No, no. Oh. oh, she was in the 1920s. 1883. Oh. <laughs> the Copper Queen I forgot It wasn't built until 1902. <laughs> I forgot my own dates. Yeah, yeah. Julia was 19, a baby. She was crying. 19 years. <laughs> she was crying in her crib. Well, she was she probably... Was, Pretty young. She probably wasn't born yet. She was probably in her twenties, yeah, like when she was or okay. a teenager. Okay, this was tall, the Wild beard, West. tall bearded man who's old. He was, was definitely a baby. syphilis. There, there was definitely syphilis. Yes, there's definitely syphilis now. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but I meant like <laughs> in our beloved hooker. <laughs> our beloved hooker. She like make a candle and pray to her. <laughs> Okay, there are five outlaw cowboys from Tombstone. Well, you didn't cover the massacre. This is this the is the massacre. It involves five outlaw cowboys. Oh boy! Okay. They robbed the general store and killed four people. Okay. It all started with John T. Heath. Are you texting in the middle of our podcast? Andrew, go ahead. I'm listening. Andrew. <laughs> Read us the text, like when you're in class and you have to read the thing. He said, I still have homework. (laughs) What did you say? I said Minecraft tonight, like a while ago. Just read the fucking thing. (laughs) Asshole. Okay, so John T. It all started with John T. Heath. He's from Texas. Um, He had a really bad history in Texas, like of cattle wrestling, robbery, burglary. Cattle what? Rustling. 
thought you said wrestling. <laughs> like, it's a strong dude to take down, <laughs> whacking him down to the ground, pinning him down. He should have tried to. Give me the fucking milk. <laughs> All right. So um, you got a cattle wrestler. Uh, yeah, and robbery burglary, which is not the same thing. No, but go ahead. What's the difference? Robbery and burglary? Yeah. Burglary is just breaking. Oh. Like getting in. I thought burglars had burgled the place. Ew, that's creepy. Why would you break in and not steal anything? I mean, yeah. Panty sniffer. Let's keep going. What the fuck? And no. That would be burglary. No, that's sadism. It's perverted fucking psychopathy. Well, anyways. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to think about a burglar handling my... Drawers. Well, I'd be worried about the thousands of dollar in bikes. Burglars don't steal anything. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm gonna double check that. Okay. Are you actually texting Andrew? Because I feel like you're no, I'm burglaring. <laughs> you're burglaring. Okay. Burglary. Okay, so John C. Heath, cattle rustling, robbery, burglary, and he ran a cat house in Texas. So, burglary is just entry into a building illegally with the intent to commit a crime. Oh. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean doing it. The intent about it. You burglaring. I'm just gonna burglar my way into this. I'm burgled in here. I'll burglar right back out. (laughs) If you can't handle me at my burglariest, you can't hang have me at my hamburgleriest. Alright, let's keep going. Okay, he also ran a cow house, which my family did in Chico, California. I wouldn't brag about that. (laughs) It's fun times. Okay, so not in recent times. He moved to Arizona, married a woman um, who had, like, a, her name was, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, kitty. Her name was Vir- Virginia, Tennessee, which is, like, <laughs> it's a big fan of states. <laughs> Confederate states, too, at that. But they called her Jenny, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> Virginia, Tennessee, yeah, you're Jenny here. You're Thank Jenny. you. So he opened a saloon in Arizona uh, near Tombstone. And he met his best friends for life living there. It was okay. like hot times in Tombstone. Well, okay. Red Sample, York Kelly, Billy Delaney, Tex <laughs> Howard, and Big Dan Dowd. <laughs> yeah, these guys are burglars. Yeah. <laughs> or okay. outlaws. Yes. Which, that's actually one, two, three, four, that's five people. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Counting hard. Okay, so... They decided they were going to rob a store in Bisbee because Bisbee was like hot and happening and they didn't live there. So they figured they could get in, get out, and get back to Tombstone, right? Also, I'm pretty sure that's where they lived because I might It's only like a two-hour horse ride away, I would imagine. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's not very far. No. Um, So they came into town on their horses and they went to the Goldwater and Castaneda store. And three of the guys went in the store and two of them stood outside. So there are only five of them, so I don't know why I have six names here. Maybe John T. Heath went by name. Billy Bob and Booger said, yeah. nah, I'm going to stay home. <laughs> going to watch my, I don't know, wood rot in my floor. Okay. And dry, dry, dry. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. Okay. So three guys went in, two stood guard outside. Uh, they were trying to steal the payroll. It was payroll sure. for the Copper Queen that day. Sure. So they wanted to Big steal all the deal. money. Not though the miners didn't make much, but it was the no, they still hating, money. Yeah, it was the a lot of and folks stealing there. like the whole payroll for all of them. They would have made bank, right? Yeah. So they go in. They're like, "We're gonna steal the payroll," and they like took the gun out to scare the uh-huh. cashier guy. And he was like, "It hasn't came yet." 
And they were like, fuck this, we planned all this and it's not, it's late today. So instead they stole um, all the money in the till, which was about $3,000 back then. And then they stole like some jewelry and shit. Okay. They're like, we're going to accessorize and get out of this place. Mm -hmm. So they, while that was happening inside, something was happening outside. Okay. Something was happening outside and that's that. Somebody came out, just happened to come out of the neighboring saloon. Okay. Uh, J.C. Topinier, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, get back in the saloon. And he was like, no. <laughs> and so they shot him in the head and he died. Just right there, point blank. And he fell and died. And across the street, the sheriff was having dinner with his beautiful wife. And he heard the gunshot. So he came out of the restaurant across the street and was like... What's going on out here? And then the guys were like, get back inside. And he was like, no. And so they shot him too. And he fell underneath like a moving cart or something and got ran over and died. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Sheriff D. Tom Smith. Poor guy. Um, So we got two two dead people. Yeah. So next. That's uh, hanging offenses. Local man, Indian Joe. Oh, God. I feel like every Western (laughs) town has to have an Indian Joe. But this is the saddest thing, is they just shot him in the knee. It's a wounded knee. <laughs> there was no custard, but... Close they to... shot him in the knee, and he ended up dying from being shot in the knee later that night. So why did they shoot him in the knee? I don't know. They just saw him and Joe, and was like, that guy. <laughs> that guy in particular. They were already they already killed the sheriff, and they were just like, nah, that guy was has to die Someone shot him in the You're knee. dick. Boom. Each death gets worse, actually. Oh, Jesus. So the last one's Miss Annie Roberts, and she You really like cheering up Monday night. <laughs> she owned the restaurant, um, like, down the street, and she heard all the commotion and came out. Big and pregnant, she comes out. Okay. She's like, what's all this n- noise and ruckus out here? And they shoot her in the spine. <laughs> The tummy and the, her and the baby died, obviously. But they didn't think, no, they died. It was, yeah, mortal wound. I just wasn't sure. I can't remember if they died later that night or if they died uh, right then. But either uh, okay. Way, well, the baby died immediately because, you know, it was in her tummy. And then John Nolly was also shot some dude, but he um, didn't die. So they, after they shot all those people and didn't get their payroll, they got 3000 bucks and they split it amongst the four of them and they split the gold and jewelry and then they were like, we gotta get the fuck out. That was awful. Five of them. Yeah, but after they killed... I meant after they killed the four of them. The five of them. Oh, okay. Fled the city. Yeah, sorry. So they split the money, and they went on their horses, but there was a county sheriff, a different sheriff, who, like, had heard what was happening. Okay. And so he and the deputy and, like, a bunch of other guys in the town were like, fuck this shit, no. And they got on their horses and chased them, but they were kind of far behind at that point when everyone had found out what had uh-huh. happened, you know? Because, like... No one thought to text anyone. To right, them. right, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't Uber away to get these yeah. bastards. <laughs> but it took an all-night horse chase, and they caught them. Um, they were all... Tombstone is, like, very proud of this. Oh, yeah. If it like comes to killing people, Tombstone's <laughs> really happy. No, they... They don't have Boot Hill there for no reason. They These were the first people legally hanged in Tombstone. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I mean, that's a big were, step yeah. up. I mean, yeah, usually legally, it's just like, hey, let's says, go lynch that bastard. They get one shared Tombstone, and then they have five small ones, and it says... These... It has all their names, like Red, Sample, uh-huh. Big Dandel, and all that legally hang it's just like they put legally on the shoes on but john t heath the kind of 
guy, the, the mastermind. Te- the, the, the cattle wrestler. The cattle wrestler. He takes down cows. <laughs> burglar panty man. Um, <laughs> married to Virginia, Tennessee. Um, he, he, for some reason, got life. He wasn't sentenced to um, Hang. be hanged. Huh. Maybe because he, uh, he owned the, legal, the business and he had a wife, and I don't know why. I don't know why. But the mob, just the mob, was mm. not happy with this, so they took him... And they, they ended up hanging him anyways. They decided it's usually then the and case. there. And it was legal, though. It was fine. They, they well, that's Tombstone legal. in a nutshell for you. Um, so they hanged him. And his last words, um, which I didn't write down, but I'm going to paraphrase. But they were they, he pretty much said, please, after you hang me, like don't mutilate my dead body. Okay. That was just his last words. And then they hanged him and he died. And they buried him um, alongside everybody else uh, in the town. And Super the, um, fun. I wish I had written this down, but I didn't. The where they hanged him, they had a plaque there that said, like, on this day, March twenty fourth or twenty second, whatever it was, of uh, eighteen eighty four, because it was the following year when they got sentenced. Because um, that happened in the fall, right? Then, or in December, and then they were sentenced in March, February, March, which is a long time. I would feel like they would have just killed him, but it was the legal hanging, so they had to go through the whole process. But they. Um, the plaque said, legally hangs for the murders of these innocent people in Bisbee, blah, 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 on March 22nd. And then in parentheses, they put, Washington's birthday. They put that there on the plaque. <laughs> Washington's birthday. Yes, well, George Washington had messed up on chopping down some cherry trees. Washington's birthday. We but those ripped are my... these people's necks apart. <laughs> Those are my stories of the hauntings. There are way more hauntings in Bisbee, actually. Like, there's other houses that are said to be really haunted. The mine's said to be haunted. Um, there was, There's this big other mass... It's not a massacre, but it's, like, a big uh, deportation thing, which I'm not going to get into, but apparently... Yeah, like, I read about this. 1,300 people were deported. Yep. And yep. one person was killed, but they were Ill- illegally kidnapped and deported. Like, it was people who had the right to be there, I guess. Yeah, there's so. a lot of complex yeah. stuff. Yeah, but there's all sorts of history of Bisbee. A really cute little town. Fun history if you like ghosts. The Copper Queen Hotel is actually deemed one of the most haunted hotels in America. It's on TV shows and stuff. It's worth checking out. It's really cute. The ghosts, cute at Christmas. I mean, all you have is a sexy ghost, a kid ghost, and a happy old man ghost. So it's like, you don't have to be afraid. <laughs> That's all. Some of us. <laughs> Or less skeptical. We, we went at Christmas, and we had to have a couple calm-down boozers before we could go back to bed. <laughs> That's right. But That's right. Yeah, it was busy, so thanks for joining us. Always time for a calm-down boozer. Calm-down boozer. Moral of the story.